0: one it does that so hello everybody this is your lovely host the rambling Ravenclaw. i'm a little nervous because we have a special guest who's one of my friends and we might ramble for a long time but don't forget <laughs> we're all welcoming here my friend has been a teacher for a long time we've known each other i think almost five years now which yeah is, about five years <laughs> which is crazy to me that i've known someone for five years and She's been like a school mama. She's been a mentor. She has been an editor. She's been doing all sorts of things for me in my life that I could list off a ton of things, (laughs) but her name is Emily Warren. She is a teacher at a middle school in Nashville, Tennessee, we're doing this over Zoom. So if Zoom does some weird stuff, that's what happens. So welcome, Miss Emily Warren. You can introduce yourself or whatever you'd like
1: to do. Hi, I'm Emily Warren, and uh, Keenan is right. I have been teaching. This is my 18th year. I've been teaching a long time. Legal second second career. I started late.
0: Well, that's okay. We all go back and forth on our different careers and stuff like that. I mean, I was a para sub, now teacher, kind of all of those things and stuff like that in different schools. And I've changed schools multiple times as a sub. You don't. Oh yeah, I have. And that's just part of teaching. Is you find the school you like, and then if you don't, then things change I mean we met at a different school than both of us don't work for at all right like right I was I to. was a one and done for that school <laughs> so it's like we changed schools and we were just like no and I moved schools to a, my old where I grew up district in a school and I was like nope not doing that anymore and that was the end of my para career that is a whole different <laughs> episode of what kind of stuff the paras go through that they deserve raised raise Especially, oh, that. yes. <laughs> so that was part of it. Um, but we're just here to ramble about all sorts of things. We're also going to catch up because we haven't seen each other in person probably since the pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, <laughs> which is crazy. And like we're, we talk every day almost, oh, at least every other week. Oh, yeah. We talk. Oh, yeah. We talk. Yeah. And it's the, it's the normal
1: what is going on with school. What can, I do. What is going on with the kids? Why are they nuts? Why are we nuts? It's it's all of it.
0: And like it's like, did you it's hear about all this? of it? And it's like we're in different parts of the state. Tennessee is a long state, and yet they're totally different from each other. Every section of it is because you have a son in West Tennessee. You've lived yes. in West Tennessee for a little bit.
1: They live in they live in West Tennessee, where in like you're teaching at a private school charter. or a charter school which is different. I taught down in West Tennessee in a very, very small rural school. Now I'm in, you know, Metro Nashville schools, which is
0: huge, huge. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's very different. Yeah. And that district itself is totally diverse. Like you can literally, where we met was one part of Metro Nashville and then go total end of the spectrum where you are now, which is only a few miles apart. it's different climate it's like
1: completely different it's like i
0: don't know well
1: besides the admin part well and this is what is is weird about it my father actually mentioned this which makes a lot of sense of course my father is 75 and he grew up in nashville Mm -hmm. and the diversity that we have he talks about the fact when it refers to like the interstates he said "I don't p- think people realize how much of a hub Nashville is. He said if you draw a five hundred mile circle around Nashville, there's a lot of major cities, yeah and I didn't even really think about that, but he's absolutely right. So when you are considered a hub city, you do get a very diverse population
0: and that is a polite way of saying things <laughs> and- I mean
1: you do, yeah, and it's is it's it, just crazy,
0: and that's what it, we that's what i thought I kind of like miss about that. But Chattanooga, where I where I work now in that area, it's not much different because it's also a hub city because it's like all the east mm-hmm. surrounding it. Yep, like, we have Knoxville really close. We have, um, I guess, the Tri Cities. Some people call them individual cities, but like the Tri Cities is one entity. We have Knoxville, and then even Atlanta is like two and a half hours from here. And so, it's, right,
1: like, that's you're very close to Atlanta.
0: Even Macon, you're clo- I mean, you're close to Macon, Georgia,
1: which yeah. is a larger city.
0: Yeah, which is just like, what? who would have thought that, you know, moving to different parts, you still, and it's all Tennessee though. Like, it's just, Tennessee is really long because I've crossed, I have done it. I have driven from the tip of Tennessee, like up in Bristol and every area, all the way to the, to Texarkana. So I know right. <laughs> that it's, Tennessee it's is very, long. it's not very wide, no, but it is very long. Yes, it's about and um, hours long.
1: <laughs> and, we, and I think it kind of, and it does depend on, on you know, where it's, who settled it and what the industry is there. Because I know in East Tennessee, you know, you've got a lot of forestry. You've got, you know, it's, some of it's very isolated, totally different people, totally different kids.
0: Yeah. I mean, my husband grew up in East Tennessee, the very tip of it. And he doesn't, he's not a mud and truck like you, like your boys. I know. But <laughs> he is definitely, like, different from how I was raised in Nashville, being a city person in that little nook was, like, I didn't realize there was differences between. And then I met a former friend who's not a friend now, unfortunately. Um, she lived in Memphis. And it's, like, those three of us we are, like, the representatives of the different types of growing up. Because <laughs> she's a little tough oh, yeah. And stuff like that. And I'm, like, I'm not sheltered, but he was sheltered. Very much so. Like to the point where I was like worried because he has no sarcasm writer. So it's like, I have to do all that for him, which is terrible. And (laughs) that's partially why we're friends, though, is our sarcastic humor
1: oh yes we have very much sarcastic humor that's one reason why i think that i've taught middle school for so many years there's no way i could go teach elementary school
0: oh no and my friends have asked me like you're someone i was struggling finding a job they're like have you considered you know looking at elementary you like kids and you did that for your entire teenhood and like when you were a teenager and i'm like i can't do 30 of them i can do 10 of them for maybe two hour period right but you put me in a class of 30 of them Mm-mm. for eight hours. I'm going to be pulling my Mm-mm. hair up and have gray hair like all the way down here. <laughs> like, no,
1: there are. But but you got to look at the teacher personalities, too. When you talk to elementary teachers, their personalities are so different than middle school teachers and high school teachers. It's it's very it's very easy to spot yep. when you are a high school teacher or, or a middle school teacher and you meet an elementary school teacher. And you're like, oh, yeah you teach elementary school.
0: (laughs) And I mean, I have a friend who's teaching third grade in Poland right now and she's very chill and quiet, but like somehow she handles them all. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I don't want to do it. Nope. And she's like, they're not that terrible. They are starting to get hard on my thing. And she's like, I miss my kindergartners. And I'm like, I would never say that phrase in my life (laughs) saying I miss kindergartners because I just could not deal with the snot. I could not deal with the crying and the constant questioning of what I'm doing. (laughs) like. I did this this weekend. I want to tell them about the dog. I was like, n- n- no, the middle schoolers, I could do that. Then they settle down by the time they get to eighth grade.
1: They but. do. And, and even in like, I mean, I teach sixth grade, but I have taught every grade in middle school yeah. and they are once, and they are all, they will all ask questions like that, but they're more likely once they get to know you, yeah. once you build that relationship they are all up in your business.
0: Yeah, because they want to know everything. And it's like they want to mm-hmm. because they, they want to know everything. All. And then they try to figure out what they're missing in that knowledge that they don't know everything, which that's and I teach in a high school classroom, but I I've, I've realized though I'm definitely middle school geared. And it's really funny because like I hang out with all the middle school teachers and like my high school teachers, we get along, but it's just a little there's some gaps sometimes, and it's just like I am not teaching tenth grade. I don't like teaching tenth grade because <laughs> tenth grade is weird. It's awkward where they're not upperclassmen. They're not lo- freshmen. Yeah, they're just awkward. <laughs> it's kind of hard to build that repertoire. But teaching them high level APS US history is really stupid. I'm not gonna lie. I know if, I, if my principal heard this, she'd probably agree with me too. She said it too. But well, and wants to do it's it's it's
1: difficult it's like even right now I teach a regular math class and I teach an honors math class so it's interesting to watch the different kids and I understand the premise behind that and there are some kids in my honors that need to be in honors
0: yeah and then there's (laughs)
1: some of the kids that are like how how did you even get in here
0: I have several of those but that's but my school is requiring all 10th grade it's not like divided into like sections they just shuffled them all together and so I have like one class mm. that is 20 20 kids which just in my room is really tight and so when they say I have 20 kids it literally feels like a sardine can and I only have one extra chair in there and I'm like I don't know if that's going to work very well but okay and then the next class is like 17 they're like my high achieving class. oh
1: yeah
0: super high levels but then there's also the really low like have a 504 iep levels and i'm like i wish you know and then the last class i have they would be high achieving if they actually put effort through like and they're getting better with me and i was really proud of them when i got observed with them because they're usually obnoxious and they cut me off and talk to each other instead but miss williams my principal came in she saw it and they were on it they were asking questions they were doing turn and talk it was just like why can't you all be like this all the time because <laughs> you're like they're like my mid-grade class so it's like hey but they're also chief complainers whenever they have to do work like Miss K it's so hard <laughs> I can't do this and it's like oh my gosh guys just try a little bit okay like I'm trying to challenge you the reason the school is challenging you is because this is what we you show uh-huh. the challenge for, for a reason so. And I, I personally don't like charter's organization systems just with a CEO above the principal. That's like business people watching you all the time.
1: Well, the thing I don't like about charter is there's a lot of autonomy on the upper levels. But once you get into the classroom, there's no autonomy. And everybody has a completely unique teaching style. I mean, You've seen how I am. I am. I am loud. I am in their face. <laughs> and then you have teachers that are not like that. But, <laughs> but in that, well, I've always been that way. But yeah. charter, but charter is is that's what upsets me about the charter school because it on it's it's a good premise, but you've got to give your teachers something. They know those kids. You mm-hmm. know your kids. It doesn't take long to learn them. You know which ones that you can yell at, you know, which ones you, you can't, you've got to pull aside. Um, I remember years ago, I read um, Pat Summitt's Mm -hmm. book about when she coached and how she approached her basketball players and she made them take a personality test. So she knew which ones that she could get up in their face. And the other ones where she was like, no, come here. And that's what we need. We need to have that autonomy to go. I know this gift. And, and know how they're going to respond.
0: And it's really like my school is like a very ethnic, diverse, like we have Hispanics and a high black majority. Like that's literally our population. We have like minority of white, which we do have biracial ones, but like they count themselves as black instead of white. Cause that's what they do. And that's fine. You know, like whatever. But that population is very different in like how they respond to it and how to respond to it as a white person, like myself. I'm like, I wouldn't want my parent to be called at school. And some populations, they don't care. Like, they're like, I'm failing your class, but you can call my mom. You don't know Spanish. You can tell her I'm failing and she's not going to do anything. And it's like, well, <laughs> I can because I can yeah, talking points and talk to your mom that way. Because there's translation, there, which is my favorite app of, I wish I could get sponsored by talking points. <laughs>
1: because yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and we, ha- yeah, and it's nice um, to be able to get a hold of parents. But yeah, there are some kids they don't care, and you you can understand that. I mean, I am a Generation Xer. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I was born in seventy, so I was a latchkey kid. I did come home and do homework. I, I mean, I did it by myself. So I do understand that these kids like my mom's at work. They don't care. Yep. Um, but. It's just a different mindset.
0: Those Gen Z you know, different. Yes,
1: yeah, Gen Z and they're, they're just different and you know, you want them. And that's why I tell all the kids too. I tell all these, every kid, when they come in, when we talk about, I'm like, I tell them truthfully, your grades right now are setting you up for next year, but your grades in eighth grade are what really put you into high school. You're setting up good habits right now.
0: Yeah. Which is what middle school can
1: I keep up with my work? Can I do this? Can I study? Can I maintain everything? That's what, that's what I'm doing. I tell them all the time. It's like some of you want to go to college, but you don't have to go to college. You need to go to school. Yeah.
0: Which I wish if you want to be a part yeah. of the pandemic that we are, that I'm dealing with in the high school setting is that they didn't get set up for that. And it's like, it shows because it's like, you want high test scores, then you got to let me push them and let them fail and take it again, or split the class in half and do one half in their fresh sophomore year and the other half in their junior year because they don't offer that. Like they're like, their junior year, they don't have to take a history class. What?
1: Well, see, and that's <laughs> right. And and all I'm trying to do in a, as a middle school is set them up for you and say, learn to keep your mind organized, keep everything you need to keep, keep on top of your work, do what you need to do. Because I have two, two boys, one went to college. One started in college, couldn't stand it as far as the bureaucracy with the field he was going to go into. Now he does HVAC electrical and plumbing. He probably makes just fine. He makes really good money. And I tell the kids that, too. I'm like, guys, if you want to be a plumber, be a plumber. You want to do if you want to work, be a mechanic. I don't know how to work on cars. I'm going to pay somebody to do it, you know, and they. And I'm like, you know, ladies, if you like working with hair, if you like working with nails, I don't care how broke a woman is. She's going to have her hair done.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I let the girls like they've told me several times that they want to do hair. And I'm like, I w- if I could do it, I'd be making some good. Money. Right. <laughs> Especially intending. And like- it doesn't take four years. No, it takes. like, And they
1: need to know there are those opportunities out there. You don't have to go to a four year college. I've got a couple of boys now that are talking about they're they're working on some the mother was checking into it for the boys going to a coding
0: through a coding program. I think it's like 18 months. Nice. Yeah. I'm good with that. There's a kid that I not, I didn't graduate with high school, but he's a year younger than me. So he was a junior when I was a senior, but he graduated high school, started his own lawn care business from the ground up by just going to his neighbors and like mowing their lawn. Yes. He was in a hoity toity area because that's where I grew up (laughs) so they were paying him well, but, like, he made those networking connections, and then, like, that turned, now he's making six figures doing lawn yep. care for people, and I'm, like, good lord, dude, like, good for you, man, like, you know, like, if it's what you want to do, and you can make money doing it, do it, like, and this is important.
1: Oh, yeah, our big, my big thing, I think, as teachers, what we're trying to do is let them know, do not give up, do what you need to do. You may fail at something, keep doing it. Yeah. We're, 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 you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to fail. Sometime in your life, you're going to fail. That's okay. That's fine. Just don't give up on what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And that's a lot of kids think that, oh, I'm like, cause some of them are so worried about their grades. Like I've gotten some emails already don't check my email during winter break i'm not doing that it's just like i saw it right at the last day of break i'm going why is my grade so low like you should have put stuff in there and i'm just like responding on this day only and saying you're missing work you want this done you got to do it but if you don't turn it in and you're choosing to sit here and flap your gums all day that's what's going to happen at work like they're not going to keep you if you choose to Mm No. if you choose to sit on your phone and like talk to your friends about how much i how much your teacher sucks or your supervisor sucks guess what your supervisors and go okay bye like you're gone
1: i'll get somebody else you have and i I think that's with you that's what's hard and that's what i've noticed about from like from last year because we were virtual until february
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and the kids figured out that there was no repercussions no consequences for not doing what doing their work
0: and it was so frustrating it's like they've got that in their mindset now Mm -hmm. and like i remember because you and i worked at the same school for three months i was with you on your i was on eighth grade team but you were on the sixth grade team we were like please let her join the sixth grade team after this guy leaves but (laughs) that was a whole battle that we were trying to do right but then they put out the announcement like without telling us as teachers they're like Hey, by the way, what their grade is now is going to stay that way. They're going to either pass or fail, but like it's not, you can't fix that. So if they've done any work, just completion. Mm-hmm. Your- but as a teacher covering a spot for three months, like that feels wrong because <laughs> it's like I'm giving them busy work because TN Ready got canceled last year. And it was like, don't tell them that the grades don't matter. They're not going to do it. Right.
1: And oh God, that was so stupid. And then, we taught online from what was it august until february and some kids i never saw them
0: i my kids when i was until they was walked kids into fun. my classroom
1: I i did not see them
0: yeah i didn't see any i saw one kid the entire time i was doing my three-month like interim subbing i saw one kid and i would constantly go like come join me we'll play kahoot we'll do this and that and it was like no one showed up, and it was the most depressing thing ever as a teacher. And you know, i sitting on an office hour for two hours by yourself, going, "I haven't seen kids, but you saw kids sometimes virtually." And I'd be like, "That's the difference between a sixth grader and an, eight and an eighth grader." Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I did have one boy when we went back in February, and I had my seating chart because you know everybody. You know we were so big on like you had to do the contact tracing and you had to have a fixed seating chart. And these kids are coming in. And some of them I knew because I knew their name. They'd come to the class. Even though some of them didn't turn their cameras on, I still knew their voices. And one boy walks up to the door. And I had not even put him in my seating chart because I had never seen him. He had never shown up for any virtual class. So you're like, And all of a sudden, he tells me his name. And I went, you stand right here. I don't even have a place. I have oh, no yeah. place for you. And that's what happens. And the problem was once he got into class, he was an A student he killed it and I'm like dude why have you not been coming to class because <laughs> virtual was easier than in person and, and he goes I don't know so you haven't come to class from <laughs> August till now
0: but he he killed it I mean he aced it I'm like How, what why what are you doing yeah and I've had students now that are like better in person like I've heard from their teachers last year they're like you're not having trouble with that student and I'm like No, they're doing the work. They're participating. They're talking to me. And they're like, I have never heard that person speak in my life. And I had her on Zoom and she was there, but she never said anything. And I'm like, she says good morning to me every day. I count that as a win. (laughs) And I talked to her and like, it's just like, he's like, well, it might be the personality thing that you're a quiet person too. So she's latching onto that. I'm like, who knows? But the fact she says good morning is kind of nice because everybody else just goes oh good morning and good morning and, you know. yeah so it's like well it's I was telling that our
1: kids because they're getting into things in the second semester in math that they have they haven't even done
0: mm-hmm.
1: they haven't done them I mean, you know they've done some division they've done some fractions they've never done any of this and I kind of had a come to Jesus meeting like the Wednesday before we went out one of my little boys came up to me and he goes god miss warren you go hard
0: yes I'm noticing that i do you for like
1: six months guys i pay bills i know what it costs to live i want you to to be responsible so you can be responsible in the future but when he told me i went hard i just cracked up i thought oh my goodness because well, at least they understand
0: yeah my ap students a lot of them are like gosh this content is so much like we're going so fast and i'm like well we're trying to pick it up because of course even though this school I know is totally different from every other school teaching AP U.S. history, they go really fast, but that's because they have their high achievers and they can go that fast. But my kids can't go that fast, but I'm like booking it to get faster. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, in AP U.S. history, the standard is you've killed Lincoln at Christmas time. Like that is like you start after Lincoln's assassination in January. And I'm like, we're not there like at all. We literally just elected Jackson. That is how fast these kids go. And it's like, I want to go. Faster. That is, yeah. I want to go faster, but it's like, I can't. These kids can't go that fast. And it's like I've given <laughs> them like mock DBQs or document-based questions. It makes me depressed. Like, <laughs> like I am, and even the principal has told me, like, we know that they're not gonna pass it. Not a lot of them pass it. Don't worry about it. And I'm just sitting there like, that's not a good thing to be telling your first year teacher that you're okay with them not passing their test. So, and like, it's depressing because I've given them short answer where I'm like one to two paragraphs, please. They're like, that's not a short answer. That's a, that's a essay question. And I'm like, Oh boy, we have a long way to go. (laughs) If you think that's a long essay question, because those AP tests do not do that. And last year, mm-hmm. they got rid of their multiple choice section because they were afraid of cheating. And so I'm like, please don't cancel that again. Please. <laughs> my girls will not do well doing a non-multi-choice question test. Like, they have an essay question and a short answer, but you get rid of that short but that multi-choice section? Yeah, my, my class is going to fail that because they're not, they're memorizing things. They're not, and I told them in the first week, do not memorize things memorize the fact that Lincoln comes after George Washington. I want you to remember that, not (laughs) memorize. You're
1: wanting time periods, not specific
0: dates. Yeah, because it's like, and then I was told my school now does vocabulary assessments every three weeks. Mm. God dang it. (laughs) So I have to do all of that now. Yeah, (laughs) it's, it's interesting
1: to see that I would say, let's see, I've got 22, I have three classes. Mm-hmm. I have 22 in my first class, 26, and then 31 in my last class.
0: That's a lot.
1: I would say probably a third of them are on grade level. Mm-hmm. The rest are not.
0: Sounds yeah. about right. I said, even my schools, like even though my classes are not that big, my biggest being 21 and the smallest being 11, but like they're not a grade level. They are, no. <laughs> it's like I'm teaching eighth graders in 10th grade because they missed their ninth grade year and some of their eighth grade year because of virtual. So it's like, and they're like, yeah, we had them in person and some of them did really well with the hybrid option and some didn't. And it's like, but they pushed them forward anyway. Mm -hmm. They did. And there's one that I'm like, I'm failing the student. She's already been (laughs) held back once. It's like, that's not
1: good. No, it's not. But that's one thing that I don't understand about if you're going to give the kids grace Mm -hmm. and let them catch up and let them do what they need to do and and they do a lot of them do need to catch up and they do need that and they do need the socialization again where's where's our grace because I'm still getting evaluated you're still getting evaluated and I'm just like, can you just let us teach just just for one year? Can you just, I don't care if y'all walk through, y'all can come in and sit down. You can sit the whole classroom, but give us grace for a year. Because I was evaluated last year virtually.
0: That's not good. That's not fair.
1: And I mean, I did okay, but, you know, it's, you know, when you've got written into your plan that they're supposed to go into breakout rooms, or they're supposed to do this, and then it doesn't work.
0: It's like, whatever. Which Zoom just told me, like, is like, you've hit the 40 minute mark. <laughs> Do you want to go longer? And that's part of what happens with this. But I mean, it's not supposed to cut it off. But <clears throat> as the podcast is wrapping up, I'm just going to wrap it up here. We can still talk, though. <laughs> I'm just going to try to finish it up so that way I can have a recording of it. So it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Because the Zoom problems are real. But thank you for joining me on this podcast, guys. If you've not joined us before, welcome. I hope you enjoyed this crazy rambling of educational funness and talking about Tennessee and its weird diversities. (laughs) But I hope you guys have a great evening, afternoon, or wherever you are, morning, if you're listening to this in the morning. Um, I guess I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.